Welcome back to Highly Suspect, a Star Wars story by Bad Form Podcast. I'm your host and game master, Ben Frisch, and thank you for joining us. All right, boys. Are you ready to explore your inner selves? Yes. Not very. Today's episode will be a trial for each of you. Let's recap. Last time on Bad Form Podcast, Cass, you were contacted by Lyric Ashte. He let you know that him and your adopted father, Hosk, had started a religion, more like a cult, and that he needed rescuing. Um, You all showed up. And you met the patrons of the mist, all wearing blue robes, all being weird and dancing around a bonfire. It was awful. Garrick and Dua, you guys joined the celebrations and partook in the Appleese route. And you guys are about to go on a spiritual journey. <laughs> not enthusiastic. I was not too. enthusiastic about that. Mm-hmm. You got a girlfriend with a beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. <laughs> yeah, Garrick went full fucking Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. <laughs> And then, Cass, you had a moment with your adopted father, Hosk. He revealed to you that he's never been a Chiss. He was actually a Pantoran pretending to be a, a Chiss. He's um, so cool. Yeah. And he let you know your actual origin and how you guys met and that he killed your parents, but spared you and raised you. And changed because mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. Hey, I have a question. How was he doing the eyes? Does he have, like, big... Uh, cybernetic contacts that he wears. I imagine so. It's so cool. There's I so many that. objects in Star Wars now that can change your appearance. Yeah, yeah. I figure it's pretty easy. Or he was getting Very. up every morning to cover the yellow face markings on his face with just just a base. <laughs> just yeah. Just <laughs> this is, there's a memory it's of a little... Cass going, Dad. What are you doing? He's like beauty stuff. <laughs> you told Hosk that you uh, didn't know when you would see him again. But you did still call him dad in the end, and he told you that uh, if you wanted to save Lyric, he was probably being held at a pit where they have caught a Nexu and they are sacrificing non-believers too. And that's where you were about to go. Right. So we begin today's episode with a shot of Hosk's cobbled together shack. Him walking out with you, Cass. Uh, we see that the sun is setting. You can see the planet of Onderon kind of taking up most of the shot. And uh, you also see, to you the west, storm clouds rolling in like it's about to storm. Oh, man. It's getting ominous. As you walk out, um, he looks to you and he says, To the west of here, about a quarter mile is where you'll find Lyric. I don't know what state he'll be in. But I suggest you cut through the brush. I don't want them to see you come back down without me. I'm going to extend my hand out. And then I'm just going to say, thanks for helping us, Dad. He shakes your hand. And then I'm going to head to the brush. And uh, behind you, as you're heading into the jungle, you turn to see him begin to ring a bell that is next to his shack. And we cut to Garrick and Dua down by this bonfire. And the two of you hear this bell going off. That would probably hurt my ultrasensory hearing. Yeah. I'm kind of like Venom. This party is is kicking off, right? (laughs) Yeah. For the two of you, like every sound and smell is just amplified. 
just like tenfold. And uh, these people are dancing around the bonfire and singing, and their shadows are casting on the tree line. Um, and as like the two of you are kind of looking at the shadows, they seem to be moving almost independently of the people creating them. <laughs> Um, and are they like, do we hear these bells and like, as they kind of falsely echo in our minds, like it becomes the beat of some sweet yeah. house music. Right? And as the bells begin to go off, they all begin to cheer and run up the path that is lit by torches to meet Hosk. Um, I assume to them, since he's been in, you know, kind of secluding himself, waiting for cast to show up, they haven't seen him in a while. And whenever he does this, he, they probably know that he's gonna. He's, he's got the good word, a, a new experience to talk to them about. Okay. You know, hell yeah. Probably involving you know giving up more money to support <laughs> what they're doing. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but they all begin to. I like the word from last time. Temp caper towards Hosk's shack, <laughs> and the two of you can either follow or you're left there. Can I just tell you what I was picturing Garrick's trip starting out like, and you tell me how wrong I am? Well, I'd kind of like you guys to do a resilience check. Yeah. Or make an argument for a discipline check to see I, how your trip is going. Yeah, I'll Unless, just make the resilience. You want to do resilience? Oh, no, I have discipline now, actually. Oh, yeah, because that's, that's my that's new, your, that's your new, new Garrick. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do a discipline. Dua, what are you doing? I'd argue discipline just because Duo was so not into this that yep. he's just mentally he'd be trying to resist it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Garrick is, he's open to it, but he wants it, you know, he wants to kind of maintain control of himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if I fail, I have a great way for my trip to start. Okay. Do uh, three difficulty and do, a, I'd like you to add a force die to it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Does this shit just like force open my third eye and it's just always on for this? We'll find out. This is gonna get wild. Ooh. Oh. I've got two successes and two threats. I got one success and one light side. One success, one light side. Very nice. Okay. So you guys tell me what your trip has been like in the time that you've been around the bonfire. Because it was pretty instant. There was no kind of like waiting for it to kick in. Do you want Dua to go first, Tim, or do you want me to go first? I want you to go first because like based on like what Garrick does will affect how Dua's reacting, but I have an idea for like what the mental images or what the landscape is looking like. So I can go first and describe it and then you can decide how you want to act, but... Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh... So for for Dua, who was very not into this whole thing, but was going along with it just to stick with Garrick and to try and help out as best he can, I'm assuming that when we were drinking it, you said like it was forced onto us, like they pushed our heads back and shit. Yeah, oh yeah. And then how long after that was when the bell started ringing? Um, I'd say just uh, probably took Cass a minute to get up there. You've probably been sitting here for about 30 minutes. So yeah, just like... As the the music and the dancing and all that stuff, and then the shadows like moving separately, I think it sort of took on like this dark, angry orange glow all of around him, and his mind's eye was making the shadows into the 
sort of shapes of like ATTEs being disconstructed. And he just sort of finds himself back in sort of like a weird hellscape version of the Sora sub facility that he used to work at. And that like the, the canopy of the trees over them is just like starting like to slowly like lean over and over until there's just like this very tiny one like dark dot of like the nighttime sky directly above him. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know like if anything happens to him like during that time, but essentially whenever the bell starts to ring, I kind of want that to like shift in his head to be like a warning bell for like a catastrophic incident mm-hmm. in the facility that like he would know to be very afraid of. Yeah, I think it's just the uh this, it just sounds like the same alarms that were going off when you were rescued by Garrick. Uh-huh. But like but before that there was like this weird like industrial sort of like mechanical like beat sort of thing as like the shadows around him which are moving separately from the bodies just seem like they're being torn and ripped apart like the machines were mm-hmm. but and it's very scary as you roll that light side you begin to calm yourself down and you begin to hear a voice that sounds a lot like your brother calling to you from the ship oh fuck <laughs> oh no dude was just gonna like start reaching for like Garrick and be like Garrick, I, I think we have to go this way, Garrick. And then turning and looking for him and... <laughs> He's not there. He's Let's gone. do Garrick's thing. Yeah, yeah, no, he gone. Okay, so do you want to go towards the ship, towards the voice? I think not being able to see Garrick, yeah, Dua's going to, like, turn and stumble towards the ship while avoiding all this, like, heavy machinery that's, like, moving and getting incredibly close to him. So what was your trip like at the in the first 30 okay, minutes? Right, so... And feel free to stop me and tell me yep. I'm wrong. What I was imagining was Garrick follows this cute Chadra fan girl, right, uh-huh. um, into into the crowd. But uh, I don't know. It what is dilating's when your pupils open up, right? Mm-hmm. So the opposite of that happens. So Garrick's black eyes now have pupils. <laughs> <laughs> they close down. Your pupils constrict. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um. I, I just kept picturing it as uh, Michael C. Hall and Six Feet Under. He's in the club and it's looking yeah. down at him. And you're just dancing. And Garrick is just looking up at himself, dancing, <laughs> and uh, getting. And he's using his rocket boots. And he's flying up and he's getting bigger and bigger to himself. Uh-huh. And he's becoming giant Garrick. And I think that's. Since he succeeded, um, I think he takes that as a symbol that he is getting far too big and this planet cannot support large Garrick. <laughs> he goes down and um, he he just says like, hey, for four hours, I can't use my rocket boots. Yeah. <laughs> that is the control he's won with the bells ringing. And then he's like, but what's... And follows the crowd. Yeah. Too curious. You're following Too open the crowd? to this experience. I'm going with the crowd to see whatever fun thing is happening next. Okay. Now that I am small enough... With your two threats, what I'm going to do <laughs> is maybe change your mind. Okay. Because the little Shadra fan girl holding her hand, and she's kind of pulling you towards the sound of the bell, and she turns in to smile at you. Oh, fuck. And <laughs> as you're looking at her, her face is the failing that you killed to save Adar, Kuna. <laughs> Garrick screams, tries to rocket boot away, but they're turned off. So I think he just kind of falls and rolls down the hill. You fall and roll down the hill and you're laying on your back up at the at the sky and you see these these storm clouds rolling in. But above you, you see circling you, your flutter plume Movak. And he's circling. And he knows about Kuna. And 
in Andrew's Movac season one voice, you hear, follow me. <laughs> oh, my God, no. <laughs> oh, man. So how are you going to tell us about Hosk now that we're both out of the picture? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I follow uh, Lil Movac with Movac's voice. Do you follow him walking on the ground as he's flying above you, or do you fly up to him? I'm s- no, no, I'm s- staring up at him. He's, he's kind of out of the equation. He's kind of going in, in, in the direction of, uh, of the jungle. Okay. And you're just kind of running through the brush, looking, looking up, straight up, falling. not watching in front of me, just, you know, hands pushing out of the way, whatever they need. And you to. see him swoop down real fast into the jungle and you eventually catch up and you find him. And there he's just eating this small varmint Can creature. Can I make one note? Is this like, um, Simba following Rafiki in the original Lion King? Like I'm, crawling through shit and he's just too fast yeah yeah okay awesome. and you get there <laughs> and all you see is the back of the flutter plume and he's eating a small varmint creature and he turns around to look at you and it's movac's face ah! <laughs> on the flutter plume he's on not the... eating movac no he's... okay 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 he is movac he is movac gum take a seat i freeze <laughs> Have you been Movac this? It was just a name. I go and sit where he gestured to me. Uh-huh. And you look down and he's eating this varmint, but what you're seeing is just you. And he's eating it and he's picking apart its skin. I'm staring terrified with my constricted pupils still. Um Um, why are you, why are you eating me? Guilt. Is it because of Kuna or Movak? Well, that's up to you. I think Eric probably feels more guilty about Kuna because it's more recent. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was more uh, explicitly his choice. Um, But I ran away from him. He's back there. He can't follow me now. Like you ran away from Adar Wren. Oh, Jesus fuck. (laughs) I need to do some kind of check here. Yeah. (laughs) See if you can get back on track. Yeah. um, I locked my boots. Mm -hmm. I didn't lock my comms or anything. Um, I don't want... To contact Adar, but that seems like what I have to do. So, can I do a roll to see if I feel compelled mm-hmm. to contact Adar while I'm tripping? Mm-hmm. You're gonna drunk dial him? Yeah, or try not to. I think, but how do I try not to? Is this discipline? Discipline. How difficult? Um, as Kuna, Movak, and my. Yeah. Eaten face circle. I think all these are hard. Just because if you're if you're getting these kind of hallucinations, then it's a bad start. Yeah, this is a bad start. I, I also kind of feel like Gary could probably never. Ex- I mean, Gary has done spices, but I don't think he's ever gotten to this level of like yeah. not trusting his own brain. <laughs> right. That ain't good. Two failures and three threats. So I immediately call him. Mm-hmm. 
do I hear his voice? Does he pick up? Um, that's bad enough. You let your mind run wild on this. Oh, what 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 would be the worst <laughs> thing for Garrick right now? Because that's that's a lot of threats and that's a lot of failures. <laughs> we can come back to you if you want to sit and think about it, kind of stew over it a little bit. Best case scenario, nothing changes, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So worst case scenario, the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Things in the real world change, mm-hmm. not just in the trip. Yeah. I'm going to let you sit on that for a minute. Thank you. So, so I appreciate that. You fail. You contact Adar. Think about it. Back to Dua. You walk up the loading ramp of the ship. And you're following this voice. What is Dua feeling? <laughs> well, I, I think just because of the discipline check going well, it's not like a bad trip, but he still doesn't understand quite what's happening. So I think hope. <laughs> like hope that he hasn't felt in a long time so Mm -hmm. i think he's kind of excitedly trying to find the voice in the ship you head to your room and following the sound as you open the door it gets louder and louder just saying your name over and over and over again and it's coming from just the duffel bag that you brought with you and as you kind of like (laughs) peeled apart to open it up you see the holocron there I think Dua gets a little bit sad, but thinks that it is Mars' soul calling to him. (laughs) Would you like to try to open it? Yes, please. (laughs) I'm going to give you two extra force die right now to attempt to open it. And I'm just rolling the force. Do I need to do discipline still? Um, No, I just want it to be a a force roll. Okay, so first off, one dark side, two light side. One more light side, so three. Three light side points, but with a dark side mixed in there? Yeah, with a dark side mixed in. Okay. You're holding it. I assume you're very sad hearing your brother's voice. I think Dua just says Mar and then tries to open it. Holding it in your hands, just like kind of raises into the air and the corners twist and it opens and looking into it you see that it is a small galaxy map leading to a planet I, what what does this mean I mean I, Mar are, are you still there the blue glow emanating from the holocron is casting these shadows that begin to come to life and you see the guest And you see the Inquisitor that you've met multiple times piercing his chest with a lightsaber. (laughs) And the light on the holocron goes out and you drop it. When the light goes out, does the image vanish or is it still there? It's gone. I I think Dua panicking and freaking out is going to try to grab the holocron put it back in the duffel bag, strap that on, and then stumble out of the ship to try to find someone to warn someone saying that he thinks the guest is about to be murdered. You stumble off the ship and this courtyard is empty and it is silent and all you hear is the rumbling of thunder in the distance. And you feel alone. I don't know if Dua would do like a tracking check or anything, so I guess he's just gonna 
do I notice anything? Is there any like direction that would make sense to go towards? You hear a blaster shot in the distance. Cut back to Garrick, if you're ready. Yeah. So I think Garrick's still staring into Movak's eyes as he says Adarin. Or wait, did myself being eaten say that to me? Which of them said Adarin? <laughs> they said it at the same time. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, I think I... Garrick's just... You're, you're right. And pulls out his comm where normally he would send an encrypted message. He just, no encryption, just opens a channel to Adarin's last comm number mm-hmm. that he had. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's what he does. And he's just sitting there still staring Movak in the eye. I imagine this will be a, a hollow call, right? Mm-hmm. We go full shebang. So I can see everything. Garrick's sitting there cross-legged yeah just <laughs> in the in the deep woods <laughs> with a bird eating who knows what it really is yeah <laughs> and he is calling Adarin not to apologize but uh to confess if you want to leave him a message i'm gonna let you do that because i don't think Adarin is there to pick it up yeah what the fuck dude <laughs> not that he's dead but he answers. Do you want a destiny <laughs> no, no, point no, no, before no. you get him to answer? Okay. No. Um. So Garrick is wanting to confess to Adar mm-hmm. the reason that um the reason that he needs to shut Adar out, and that reason I think and just let me I'm gonna try to walk through it and we okay. can try to state it more eloquently, yeah. but I need I need input here. Um. Okay. Garrick, where he was starting with Adar, mm-hmm. um, and it was fun doing jobs, whether it was animals or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Garrick's having fun with that. He gets really into it. He gets really into his, like, reputation, mm-hmm. even though he knows that's kind of silly, um, to the point that in season one, Garrick was doing very cruel things. Mm-hmm. Um the first things I think Garrick would think like maybe this is a warning sign is <laughs> all the shit at the very beginning, the uh, drugging the Iktachi and drowning it in its vomit, um, mm-hmm. throttling the weak ways he could have easily stunned and just left in a vault without comms, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I I do think he carries a lot of guilt for Movak. His... <laughs> explosion mm-hmm. um you know what just i'll throw it in maybe uh guilt for not being there to fight that rancor with you guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it really culminates um with getting involved with tezka because there's no way in hell a Darren is like I'm going to join a gang. Yeah. <laughs> He's not in it to help the galaxy or hurt the galaxy, right? Um, mm-hmm. He probably likes animals. Probably wants to help animals. Um, and so not only getting involved, but getting involved to the point that he did execute Kuna without a second thought um, because he, in part, led the group down this path mm-hmm. where they had to do things like that. 
and they were doing it like to stay on on the side of one <laughs> warlord versus the other um i think it makes garrick really uh not want to be that anymore mm-hmm. so you're just rambling he's yeah he's yeah. just listing the horrible things that he's done that he would have never admitted to adar do you confess about kuna though yeah okay because you ki- you killed him to keep adar safe right yeah Mm-hmm. so you're confessing this and just listing my crimes at in you- a voicemail <laughs> Would you like to voice it or just leave it at that? Let that just kind of be the rambling monologue of... I I think leave it at that. Garrick's not poetic either. So it would be just a a wall of information that he doesn't need. Yeah. (laughs) And first I killed this man and then I killed this man. Exactly. Not giving necessarily the reasons why Mm -hmm. this is important to bring up, um, but listing out everything I think. listing everything to adar and, and uh, what else uh, if you guys can think of other horrible things that garrick has done uh i know there are more yeah uh you've killed a lot of people man yeah some of them deserved it more than others sure, right yeah. mm-hmm. i don't feel any guilt about the yinyars <laughs> who can though yeah honestly <laughs> who cares about them <laughs> Um, but I guess a test guy, I think, would be your big like kind of wake like wake up call where it's like you yeah. just killed people because she said to kill just people. for to to protect my relationship with her that I don't want. Well, and I guess also with you loving your job with Adar and stuff, you probably also liked being known as General Garrett God. So oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She, to protect she, your rep. Man. She promised you so much, and you kind of really picked her over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And think, Lom to the point that Lom didn't even like me anymore. Yeah. And I, we were friends because I had a, tr- a destiny point. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't break a relationship like that. No. Your flutter plume looks at you still with a Zabrax face and uh, he says, come eat with me. Does Garrick do it? Uh, what parts of Garrick's face are left? Mostly just his face. Just his little, what you're envisioning is just his little body is just being eaten. Okay. I crouch over him and I, I grab the face and I hold it to my forehead like uh, Boba Fett holding yeah. Django's mask and I go up to as if to kiss it but then I just bite in. Like an apple? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a chunk out of the forehead. And then we cut quickly. Wait! Oh. What do I taste like? Oh, you're... Chicken. I think you're just in such a state it's just kind of like... It's not about the taste, it's, it's not about, about the texture. Yeah. <laughs> It's not about the taste or the texture. It's about... Oh, shit. He bites in and he just feels pain. I feel it in my forehead Uh, and I keep going. And you just keep going? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so good. But we just cut to a shot of you not like what it looks like outside of the trip. And it's Uh just you and Mobak eating this giant rat looking creature (laughs) together. And you're just covered in blood all over your face. Dripping down your face. (laughs) With a little hollow still up. Like the message is still going. (laughs) This is going to be terrible for Adar. Adar sees me kiss this rat and then bite it. (laughs) (laughs) Next to a big bird that you're... I can't wait for us to all meet back up and you've got the head of a Nexu and a Bothan with you. Duo's crying and Garrick's drenched in blood. 
And that's when you hear a blaster shot as well. And we cut back to Cass. I'm probably the one that shot the blaster, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Let's go. You're traveling through the jungle, and uh, it begins to lightly rain, mm-hmm. kind of rolling down your armor. And you get into this clearing where there's a large tree hanging over a dugout pit. And on this tree, you see with this like pulley system that they've pulled Lyric, who is hanging upside down, who is cuffed and gagged, and he's just hanging over this pit. Gotcha. And he sees you, and he begins to like kind of wriggle and. Uh, first, I'm going to obviously like when I, when I see him, I'm just gonna like put my hand up, like stay still for a second. I want to do a perception check to see if there's anyone around here. Because obviously, like, yeah. I probably heard the bell ring as well. Yeah, for sure. I have no idea what that means, but yeah. I want to do a perception check. Go for it. Make it against uh, two difficulty. Okay. No, that's not the right thing. Get out. Two successes and one advantage. Two successes, one advantage. Good. So I assume you have your gun out, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of patrolling the area, kind of looking for people, and looks pretty abandoned. Like, nothing, no one's here right now, and you get up to the lip of this pit. You look down, you don't see anything, it's just dark. Mm-hmm. And then jumping and clawing at just the, the rim of this pit, you see the Nexu, that he looks skinny like he's just starving, starving, just waiting to eat anything. And it, the rain is kind of flowing down into the pit and making it to where he can't actually climb all the way out. And gotcha. it just slides down back into the darkness. And you said Lyric was on a pulley system. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like attached to like a lever, like or is it like one that I'd have to like pull myself to get him back to the side? So, like, let's say that he's attached to the rope upside down, mm-hmm. and the end of that rope goes around the tree and is staked onto the ground next to okay. him. Okay, but lowering him down, he would be going into the pit. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there like? Like looking around, is there like a like a stick with a hook or anything, or is like they just like tied him up and just left? They just him? tied him up and left him. <sighs> That's what I feared. Um, <laughs> so I think now now that I know there's no way of getting him out there without leaving this thing in the pit, mm-hmm. it's now a matter of I've got to take care of this thing in the pit. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take my blaster mm-hmm. and I'm gonna aim at it. And I'm just going to try to put it out of its misery quickly. Okay. Because I don't, I don't have anything against it. I mean, obviously, it's been tortured, but... So, I'm also... going to do a check for it. Okay. To see if it can get out. It can't. It's all wet. Let's hope. I believe in you. Uh, me too. Best car, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I'm going to do it against three difficulty. And a setback for the rain. That's just three successes. Oh, boy. It can get out. So looking down, you're aiming it, and it begins to kind of like hop from wall to wall in this pit and jumps out right in front of you, and it lets out this horrible, horrible screech. Yeah. And it's time for combat. It's time for combat. This is you, your trial, 
This is this is my trial of fates. Let's see if I can Hercules this out against that horrible lion monster. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. If you, if you need a reference, Ben's got a nice picture there for you. Oh, it's the thing. Yeah, I was going to say, this is what's in Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Vigilance. Jesus, he's got three in Vigilance. Ready? Uh, against my Vigilance as well? Yep. Um, three advantages, one success. Three success, one advantage. Damn it. Okay. He goes first. So he is skinny and very, very, like he's just been starving. And he's here. agitated. Yeah. And he is going to pounce on you and just try to bite you. Yeah. Oh, with the setback. All right. So that's going to be one success and one advantage. It's going to be seven damage. Seven damage. Pierce one. Pierce one. Okay. So he, yeah, for sure. He runs up to you and I'm going to say he just goes for your leg just to try to pull you down and just so he can get on top of you and begin eating. But he's, he's really trying to shred through you. Mm -hmm. That pierce, he's just, you can feel it in the meat of your leg. Um, you're up. All right. Um, so I'm down. He's got me by the leg. I am going to use... Can I take an aim and shoot it? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm going to... Clearly, it's got me out of the leg. I've got my gun in my hand. I'm just going to aim right at its... Right at its head. Right at its head. With cool. you at such short range, um, I mean, you can go for auto fire, right? Auto fire, yeah, would be. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, I have auto fire already with. Yeah, it's just if you roll well enough. Yeah. So when you have that low a pool of hits, like he doesn't have defense. Does he get adversary? Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. So just so yeah, go for it, man. Go for it. And against one. Oh, I guess it would be engaged. Actually. I want to argue engaged. Okay, so, so two, do two difficulty. Two, okay. But take an aim. I take an aim. Since you can't free yourself this turn. Right. Anything, right? Yeah. And I already said I aimed. Yeah, you yeah. are an ensnare one. Okay. So That's right. <laughs> Ensnare's coming up a lot this season mm-hmm. already. Uh, three successes. Okay. So that's a total of 10 damage, pierce two with the Nova Viper. Mm-hmm. And with the, yeah, it's auto fire as well, right? Because of the successes. Auto fire is on advantage. Is it on yeah. advantage? Okay. Yeah, you need uh, two two advantages to trigger to it. Trigger it. Okay. So you blast it in the head. At what you think is its brain, but it's just kind of like tearing at your legs so fast. You just shoot it through the corner of its mouth, and it jumps back and is going to. So is he freed of ensnare? Yeah, you're okay. freed of ensnared, but it's going to do fierce pounce. If it uses an aim maneuver, it gains knockdown on its next attack. So it hops backwards, growls, and then hops back onto you. And we're going to do another bite attack with an aim. It's got a triumph. It does. A failure, a triumph, and an advantage. Ooh, so it gets something real good. Um... It's definitely going to knock you down. Yep. Um, with that triumph. Do I get a disadvantage then on the next one then? You just have to so get knock up as you a, have to yeah. get up or a okay. maneuver. Can the next two take him into the pit? That's what I was thinking. 
that he hops on you and you both the 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 muddy ground now just kind of gives out and you both slide into this pit together okay and you don't have your gun in your hand okay it's somewhere in the mud so tap to find the gun mm-hmm. and it's raining it's snarling or at you use your flechette or the shock, yeah, the flechette I could use, but I also have a shock glove. The shock, he's really wet. Since he's <laughs> already been, you've been doing damage instead of stun to him. I say lean into the flechette, right? Because yeah. the the shock, you just you just take his stun damage. Yeah. I don't know what they've got. If mm-hmm. they've got a lower, no, strain. the flechette is probably a good thing so, to use before. This I... is a rival, so he doesn't have strain. Okay, any strain damage is just translated to actual damage. Yeah, actual oh, damage. cool. So how much did I get? How much did I get off of that one? Like was that since I got pulled back? Um, I'm gonna say you didn't take any damage. You both just fell in, and you can't find your gun. It's okay. just cool. in the mud of this of this dugout pit. Right. He jumps at you, somehow closes his mouth too early, and then you both just tumble. Just like grabs like a piece <laughs> of cloth and just pulls me in. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Well, you're up. I think it's time to. Well, obviously, I want to stand up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use that as a move. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to use the flechette since we're in a closed environment. Okay. Upgrade that shit. Yeah, yeah, do it, man. You want to use the destiny point to upgrade? Yeah, upgrade yep. that. I imagine it's on ranged light, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah, the flechette would be on ranged light, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. Yeah. And then how close is the range or the adversity? Uh, It's going to be short because you guys aren't connected right now. And then anything else? Is that nope. good? Cool. That should do it. If you're using a boost to aim, take two strain. Two strain. Two strain. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um. So, two successes, one advantage, and a triumph. All right. So, what's the damage on the flechettes? The flechettes. What if your triumph is that um, instead of just blasting him with them, you punch him and <laughs> shoot it, right and it. he's terrified that your fists feel like shotgun blasts now? <laughs> oh, I got it. <laughs> So six damage, but it has blast five, vicious two, limited ammo one. Vicious two, that's your angle, dude. So you technically do eight damage. You don't crit. So you you point your wrist rocket at him. The flechette goes out and just tears at the face and body of the Nexu. There's just now flesh kind of dangling down as it's letting out this scream. But it is still hungry and vicious. Mm -hmm. It's not looking good, but it's going to attack you again. Okay. And for that triumph, what do you want to have happen? Uh, I have a couple ideas. Yeah, what are your ideas? You can kind of blast the, the back wall of this pit while it's all muddy to kind of slide and give you an exit. That could be good, yeah. I mean, I like that idea to yeah. have like a bit of a way out of this pit because that's mm-hmm. no bueno being in there stuck with it. Yep. So yeah, I like yeah. Let's use the let's use the triumph for that. Okay, cool. And he's about to pounce on you again. Try to get another knockoff. Is there anyone else here? Uh, lyric yeah, floating he's, above he's, everything. He's just, just lyrics. Yeah. There's no no mm-hmm. acolytes. No. Standing on the edge that could fall in, and then you just have to outrun them. Yeah, not, not yet. <laughs> that was the thing. Is like, yeah, when I looked, is no one was there. Because that's you could ask for just another NPC with the triumph. Yeah. I don't know. I'm upgrading. Okay. 
Another triumph. Another this triumph. Is the luckiest Nexu in the world. So there's going to be a success, a triumph, and a threat. Um, he's going to pounce on you. Okay. Um, it's going to be eight damage. Okay. Pierce one. Okay. So really five damage. Five damage. And he's just on top of you pushing you further and further down into the mud. And with that triumph, he's just going to destroy your wrist rocket. Like it's not going to be usable until you fix it. And he's just going to town on your arm and your other arm with the threat feels the blaster. Okay. In the mud. Yeah. And you grip it. I only have one option then now, and that's to try to blast this thing in the head again. Because you're in knockdown. Yeah, I'm in knockdown. So you'll take a setback for that. So setback die. And then against anything else, which the close range. Two difficulty. Two difficulty. Engaged. All right, I'm engaged to be married to this Nexu. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lame joke. (laughs) All right. So, so many threats. Uh, Yeah, that's perfect. Cancel all that out. Yeah, you only have successes. All right. So successes, baby. Oh, wait. Also, your Nova Viper has accurate one. You always roll an extra boost. Ah. All right. So four successes. Awesome. So that's a total of of seven, eight, nine, ten damage. Pierce two is enough to finish it off. Thank God. And it's ripping at your arm, and you just you feel the gun. You grip it in your hand. You put it up to the temple of this Nexu, and you blast, and it flattens you just into the mud but right. it's, it's light enough that you can kind of push it off yeah because it's so skinny <sighs> that was terrifying but i assume you with the exit that you made climb up this muddy wall and you're just bleeding down one arm it's almost <laughs> no, unusable wait, right <laughs> wait hang on shoot lyric down have him help you up <laughs> I thought about that, but I didn't know if that would be too much. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's too much. But yeah, we're just going to get the scene of me like with one arm just crawling out of this one like kind of ramped area from where the mud has slid down. Mm. Yeah, which arm is it? Do you have your flechettes it's the one on with your the right flechettes. arm? Yeah, so I would your... assume that the right arm, because that would be my dominant yeah, darts... arm. If I'm going to use it the same way that I use mine, I'm going to... So it's the left arm that mm-hmm. is spared. Uh, so I'm pulling myself out with the left arm. And I'm just going to get up and I'm going to look at Lyric and he's just going to be like, just in awe that I murdered this thing. And I'll be like, you really owe me. And then I'm just going to unloose him and just let him kind of fall to the ground real quick. (laughs) You, uh, you kind of pull him back in so he doesn't fall into the pit using the rope and, uh, you untie his hands and, um, ungag him. I assume with, if you're going to gag, like someone of a lion dog race you just Muzzle. put a belt around their yeah. <laughs> yeah. their mouth definitely yeah. he's thank you so much we need to go did you see your dad i did is he coming with us no then let's go okay <laughs> we've got to find garrick and dua no fat fucking shit. so <laughs> hearing the blaster bolts that was obviously cast fighting off this next suit do we just kind of want to... Garrick draws his blaster. Yeah. Do we just kind of want to cut to Lyric and Cass running through the woods and they see you and the flutter plume just kind of over this this dead bird or this dead 
Rota. They better be careful if that I, I see them because I will be blasting, <laughs> depending on what faces they have. Because <laughs> I'm still tripping. I am, wait. Is I, my no wait? <laughs> you're not face blind to Cass's helmet. That's true. You're not <gasps> face blind to my helmet. That's yeah. Cool. So even if I did show up and he just sees my helmet, you should know it's me pretty quick. Yeah, I think yeah. it gives you like a nice soothing sense. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, though, Cass actually sees Garrick's pupils for the first time. Yeah. The, yeah. Also, that he's covered in blood. And so whenever he hugs my leg, I go, why are you covered in blood? Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, Where's Dua? I don't know. <laughs> Lyric looks at you too and just goes, this is cute, but we need to go. Who is Lyric's face to me? <laughs> how do you envision Lyric? That's what matters. Um, sorry, how does like Garrick feel about yeah. Lyric? I honestly think Lyric means nothing to Garrick. <laughs> so like you But you do have this new outlook on life of being sad about all you you seem more peaceful to like you want to do better for people too. It's less that I want to do good for people and more that I don't want to do ill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, so. I think of it more like if you've had a vision of Lyric in your head, like, Lyric whether, like you chaos. think he's an, an idiot and his head's really small or something. Like, <laughs> oh, like in a... Like Beetlejuice. Like Beetlejuice like, yeah, he just has a really head. tiny head yeah. and he's just looking down at you going, we need to go. That works for me. Yep. Oh, okay. Movac. I look at Movac still eating me, I assume. Mm-hmm. Does and he looks he at you. He just... Andrew used to say gives you a big toothy grin and is going to stop eating and just kind of follow Can I make you. one request? Can he please talk to me so that they see me talking to him yeah. now? <laughs> just having a conversation. <laughs> are you ready to go? Whenever you are. Is the body mostly consumed at this yeah. point? <laughs> Leave Garrick here. Oh. No, I will. We're over this. We're going to we're going to move on now. His Zabrak face nods at you. And I'm going to need your help to find Kuna. I start running towards where I saw Kuna. Because that was the, the, the pit, right? Yeah. We would go back to the ship from there. Yeah, the, the, the courtyard. Yeah. Yep. You guys weren't at the pit. You were just in the Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. sorry. No, That's no, you're what good. I meant. You're good. The fire pit. Um, follow me. <laughs> and and I run. And the flutter plume doesn't fly. He still has four legs and he's just kind of galloping, galloping behind yeah. you. <laughs> I'm just going to look at Lyric and be like, I don't know what's going I don't, on. We need to go, though. Let's go. <laughs> so you guys all make it to the courtyard. What is Dua doing? I think that when the blaster bolt went off, Dua would have realized something bad was happening, would have run to get Garrick's stuff. Oh, that's a good call. So you're you're in that little forgot about my stuff. Oh, yeah. you're in the little area where you got all naked. Yeah. So you grab Garrick's little little satchel. Yeah, I grab all of his stuff and then start rushing out. And like right as like he was about ready to rush into the action and help, he just sees all of you guys stumble out of the woods and goes, "Oh, what? you're back? Oh, I I have so much to tell you. I've I've seen things. I've I've seen the galaxy. I I just need to do it. That's great. We, we need to get back to the ship." Uh, Garrick finally realizes he doesn't know why we have to leave. Um, why? We just... No time. Let's just get back to the ship. We can talk about it and then. Oh, He's shit. in trouble. We have to go. Oh, Look, and you see the group of, of uh, the patrons of the mist coming down, being led by Hosk. And Lyric just bolts and runs onto your ship. Garrick looks at Hosk and says, 
who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Garrick makes himself vomit, I think. And yeah, just... follows onto the ship as quickly as possible. And I'm going to say that the patrons of the mist are running down this trail towards your ship to see what's going on. So you guys have a sizable lead on them. But you're all on the ship now. What are you doing? Where Lyric, can you get us out of here? Yeah, Garrick was sitting in the pilot's seat and he was firing it up and he's like, I should not be flying. <laughs> Lyric was already <laughs> plugging in stuff, getting ready to take off. Yeah. <laughs> so is everyone here Dua? Because I haven't heard Dua say he got on the ship yet. <laughs> no, I'm sure Dua followed you guys with the <laughs> Garrick stuff. He's still trying to tell you all everything that he saw, but it's not making sense. Yeah, Gar- Garrick is uh, oddly silent, I think, but listening to everything you say, just not comprehending it. In this scenario, can I actually be in the assistant chair trying yeah. to help Lyric, seeing how yeah. I know that like, I'm just like, all right, Lyric, I, what do I do here? I think Lyric got in the co-pilot, and then when I realized I was not going to fly, I got out, and you were in the pilot yeah, seat. I just, He's already plugging it in, and it takes off, and we get a shot of all of the patrons just silently staring in the rain, watching your ship fly away. And then I'm just going to, yeah, when we get into space, I'm going to look at Lyric and be like, what on earth happened? (laughs) So much. (laughs) So much. And he's just going to reach across the two seats to give you this like awkward sitting hug. I'm going to go check on the other two. Oh, please. (laughs) So, I, I assume you plugged in where your base is. Yeah. And you guys are in hyperspace. You Tim, two, I you... imagine, are just like hanging out in like the little like couch area, just mm-hmm. laying there trying to tell each other. Yeah, we're happened. talking over each other constantly, right? And I, Garrick's looking through his recent calls, going, oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And you're, you're just rambling, right? Yeah, Dew is rambling and like grab like he's got his data pad out and he's drawing a not accurate galaxy map, just like plotting it out and just being like this. He's being murdered here right now, and it's gonna happen today or tomorrow or yesterday. I don't know. Uh, can Garrick start to sober up, or am, uh, is he gone vomit regardless? Like finished for a while. Yeah, I think you're you're uh, you're, you're coming down. I got a high metabolism, yeah. right? So yeah, okay. So yeah, Garrick is filled with fear of what yeah. he he left for Adar. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't remember that part, but he he just remembers the the image of him eating his own face. I think that's yeah. the one thing that is just burned into his mm-hmm. his mind. And you're just standing there watching them both. Yeah, I don't know who to talk to first, honestly, because they they're both just yet talking about what they're. And I think both of them honestly seem like they think the other person's receptive but neither of them is yeah. catching what the other one is saying uh, and so I'm just going to look at Garrick and I'm going to look at Dua I'm going to go get cleaned up I think Dua just passes out and knocks his head on the table <laughs> yeah. that, he got exactly too excited yeah Garrick uh, turns to Dua and says do you have any more Apple's root and waits for a response just a little bit of drool comes out. Garrick's just going to keep waiting. Um, yeah. This is a, this is wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, none of us know what any of our other characters have gone through. Yeah, you, you've yeah. all gone through very but separate. But I also feel like right now, until we get back to the we base, have we to... would be in a state of shock to where like 
and none of us would know where to start. Everyone is begin. filling the wrong roles, and it's very distressing. Yeah. Yeah. And we should not be taking Lyric back, but Why that's not a game. Yeah, he's our pilot right now. We shouldn't give him our base location. Very salient point for if our characters were sober. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's heading to your base right now, so he's going to know where it's yeah, at. That's, hey, this, that's gone. We can't do anything at this point. <laughs> and I kind of want to just end the episode with Cass. You go to the little bathroom area of your ship and you take the helmet off and you're just bleeding down your arm. You pull like a Nexus tooth out of your wrist yeah. rocket. Just, and you're sitting there staring at yourself with the helmet in view in the mirror. Yeah. And I, I think the thing is like, what the way that I would have imagined, I imagined it is I go into like the little bathroom, clearly turn on, the water mm-hmm. i take the helmet off and i set it on a shelf next to me to where you can still see it in the mirror and i'm pretty sure like before i even start like trying to clean up any blood i'm just staring at myself because i feel like there's quite the imposter syndrome now mm-hmm. of like you're no longer Cass's son you have all these experiences you learned so much about yourself but you also have no idea where to take a next step to yeah are you like looking back and forth from your reflection in the mirror to your reflection in the helmet? <laughs> like as they're two different kind of, people. Yeah, well, I mean like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could see like in the visor, you could see, I could see myself looking in the mirror. And so it's this right, like, weird right. juxtaposition of like three casts. It's just kind of, yeah, I, I think I want it to feel just as strange as what I would feel uh, as I do feel playing casts. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then from there, I think he's just going to, pull out the flask and then he's just gonna set it right next to the mirror and then just walk away from it mm-hmm. leaving the helmet room. and the flask in there yeah so yeah i think that's where Cass is gonna go lay in his bed after he cleans up yeah. and just kind of think about things and that's gonna be the end of the episode except elsewhere in the galaxy no we see the bounty hunter's office take your bounties and put a death mark on the three of you. And we get shots of everyone you've met seeing this kind of happen in their respective locations. You know, we see Brie Lott looking through the bounty board and seeing the three of your faces on mug shots, all with death marks. We see the Yinyar clan. We see Zygerians. How many are there? The Yinyar? Yeah. Let's just say there's so like, like 49. four more. No, can it be like a gym? (laughs) No, it's 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 like thirty of them in there. It's their mother's uh, shop, and they're also watching the bounty boards. They're like in the basement. Yeah, all the all her boys, all her boys. You see the Yinyar clan. You see Tesca Krim. See it. You see Adarin. See it. All in kind of this montage, you know, of all of your enemies and allies now realizing. That there's nowhere you can go. That we're a pretty big deal is what you mean. Yeah. Does that our Renz when he sees it? There's like one new message. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we even see Saint Tecre, like <laughs> at the like a partisan base, and like he sees you because he still thinks you guys kidnapped and killed a Jedi. Okay, and Saint Tecre is alive. Yeah. Oh yeah. He didn't die on that ship with the Inquisitor. That's nope. good information. Nope. Anthony Fontana, your character is still alive. 
Thanks, dude. For now. Yeah. Keep going. Who else sees it? Yeah. Does the Crimson Dawn guy see it? Oh, yeah. Does uh does Vasic Turok see it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Chalric and Vasic Turok see it. On Together? Board. Yeah. What are their reactions? The laughing. <laughs> just... The, just <laughs> Like they're not gonna go for it, but just the fact but they're that they're happy. Yeah, like they'll be dead in a year. They'll be dead in a month. I think um, you have to remember you've also probably really upset the Crimson Dawn. Fuck by, the Crimson Dawn I'm by happy. rescuing Prince Gizor. So they're probably gonna be a very big threat going forward. Not once I destroy them. How does the guest react? Oh mm. yeah, does the guest see it? Yep, the guest sees it. Um, I think uh, there's. I mean, I don't think he'd be surprised. I just wanted to know if he was disappointed or not. <laughs> yeah, I think the guest is kind of more like, well, I knew this would happen, but, you know, maybe they'll get their redemption by continuing to help, like, this little splinter group of the Black Sun. Sure. Because yeah. if you can yeah. put Prince Jizor back in, I mean, who's going to fuck with that? That's if we can find these people without getting murdered first. <laughs> yeah, this is open season. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Check out our website and send us a message to get free access to our Discord server. And if you feel so inclined, consider giving us support on Patreon. Our theme song is Far Apart by Airglow, and our background music was done by Alex Kahneman of TV Magic. Edge of the Empire is owned by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Thank you.